Hi, it's SJ. And Ray Ray. And uh, it seems like we're a couple of bitches in one ditch, or some variation of that name. There's definitely bitches in the room. And we were <laughs> definitely in a ditch and needed to get out of it. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But first, can you tell me about yourself, SJ? Oh, I would love to tell you about myself. I knew that. Um, yeah, I love talking about me. Um, I, you know, we live in Athens, Georgia, both of us. Yes, we do. And I'm a musician and singer and a yoga teacher. And for uh, most of my life, I took care of children in some sort of a way. I taught them, nannied them. Um, and this has really been my first year that I haven't been taking care of any external baby, but my own internal baby, which is very small, <laughs> and just now toddling around. Um, so to make money, I teach people yoga pri- privately and publicly, and I am a singer for hire, and... Um, I like Harry Potter a lot. Rachel does not. I do not like Harry Potter, I'm mm-hmm. sad to say. But I do like my house I'm in. Um, how does that pertain to Harry Potter? <laughs> no, not the house I'm in right now. I do like the house I'm oh. in. Oh, <laughs> so Rachel is a Slytherin, but so like she's the, really into that. I like the Harry Potter house. I'm okay, in. gotcha. But I don't really know anything else about Harry Potter. Right. Well, I'm a Gryffindor, and, okay. uh, and my ringtone is a Harry Potter theme song. Speaking of theme song, that is my next assignment to get a theme song for our podcast. I will not be singing on it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's my job. Um, so I think that's enough about me for the moment. I would like to hear a little bit about you, Rachel. Okay, well, I'm Rachel. I'm also called Ray Ray, the mm-hmm. Rach and Rachie. Mostly Ray Ray on here probably will end up. I am also a yoga teacher. I teach kids yoga. I teach adults. I also co-founded a girl empowerment group called Strong Girls. So basically, I spend most of the day hustling between jobs and trying to make money and then doing some yoga, working out, and having fun. Mm. Yes, that's... What's fun? Um, dance parties. In my, my own dance parties. Not, I'm not going to a dance party. My own single dance parties. Fatsa Maroni's? No, fun. <laughs> Okay, so Fatsa Maroni is actually a real thing. It doesn't sound it's not a real word, but Fatsa Maronis are when you invite people into your house. This sounds really dirty and it's totally not the cleanest thing you could be doing. <laughs> clean fun, good clean fun. We yeah. did it last night. Fatsa Maroni is when you invite people over into your bed. Mm-hmm. So it sounds a little dirty. But basically you do things you like, like a noodle party, which <laughs> still sounds dirty. Yep, we had a noodle we had party. We had a noodle party. We watched Northern Exposure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it sounds because I have no tune. Um, so yes, fun is possible. And going to the gym. I just started a CrossFit. Oh my God. How was it this morning? I ran a quarter mile. What did you do that for? I know. As soon as I said we were running, I was going to run out the door and run back home because I don't run. Except from the police. No, I don't even do that. And tigers, yes. Um, I've been enjoying hip-hop yoga recently. I've been teaching it and... Um, using my intuition more than anything I've studied except for dancing my whole life and being able to twerk just naturally. Well, I was going to ask you, can we twerk? Uh, I mean, not right this minute. I'm not sure they'll be able to hear that. I hope that the listeners won't be able to hear us twerking. No, I meant in a class. But we you go, mean I later. mean, I can sit and twerk right here okay. while yeah. I'm sitting. Actually, Rachel's going for it. Yeah. It looks good. <laughs> That's my solo dance party. And so I did that this morning with my private client. I, I was telling him about hip-hop yoga and um he was interested in trying it and okay wait a second it was I have to stop super you. hard you yes. did hip-hop yoga one-on-one in someone's house it was pretty lit i don't know 
yeah, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. I mean, it was definitely more laid back than what I normally teach, but it was, we were, we were doing some undulation. I once, well, I have a family that I teach often and they're the funniest family in the world. So we didn't do hip hop yoga, but the other day, um, we listened to trap music during yoga class and it was all explicit lyrics. Okay. What exactly is trap music? Do you know what a trap house is? I, I wish I did, but no. No, you don't wish you did, really. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So when you're buying and selling drugs, you need different places and locations. You need to uh, make your bags, your plugs. Your... One for the plugs and one for the... I got two. Sorry, I will not say. I'll try not to ever sing on this, but I can't <laughs> promise that. Um, so you need places where you're um, mixing up your crack... You know, like um, cutting up your Coke. Really? This is called a trap house? Well, there's that's part of it. And then so then there's runners. It's really kind of beautiful to watch. I know that sounds bizarre. But if you sit in somewhere where there's this whole big function going on, a car will drive up. There's this guy doing these cool signs to someone else who then like gets the bag and brings it. Not That's not always how it is, but that's if you're inside like a housing development or an apartment complex. But trap houses, people hang out in trap houses. You can also. Um, so it's yeah. where it's manufactured and no, moves in and out? Mm, sometimes. Is it spelled with two P's or one? I want to say one because two just sounds like too many. Okay. But why is there it's music not about trap. it? It's not the Vaughn Trap House. <laughs> why is there music about it? Because that's where a lot of the rappers came from. Got you. So like Migos talks a lot about the trap house and so does Two Chains and... Um, who is the guy? Anyway, the guy with the pink house in Atlanta. Doesn't matter. But they all came from. Actually, that matters to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he bought the house. He bought the trap house. No, I don't know um, the guy with the pink house, but I'm going to find that out. And then people were like, he, so it was going to be destroyed or put up for sale. So he rented it for a while and people were just coming by to see it. And then it was, oh my God, I, I'll try and come up with his name. Our, our friend Eddie is nearby. Maybe he can pull it up. Oh, it is two chains. Two chains. I got two chains. Oh my got god. Two, two chains. <laughs> so, like someone like two chains used to sell drugs with his family. I uh, got you. So they hung out. They grew up in the trap house. They grew up in the whole drug culture so world. Culture. So that's where it came mm-hmm. from. And then, I'm what I'm guessing is that I'm so cultured. Is that <laughs> um, sitting around they would rap and like waiting to do stuff and storytell and you know I think years ago it's probably more storytelling and then rapping gotten more involved. Okay, so here's a side note is that Rachel and I both love hip-hop music a lot. And I love R&B. Do you love R&B? You know, I go through phases. Sometimes I'm like, oh, R&B is so dumb. And then I love it. Okay. And you may have noticed that we come from different places. So I am from the Deep South. And Ray Ray. I am not. I'm from... I'm from Jersey, like real fucking Jersey. (laughs) I'm from Northern Jersey. Think Sopranos. Think Big Hair, Guidos. The shore. You have big hair. This is nothing. When I was a kid <laughs> in high school, my, I spent hours with my um, aqua hat. I had long <laughs> nails. I wore. For those of you who don't know what Cavricis are, go check them out because they are the bomb. My friends drove Irox. Well, you know, in South Georgia, we definitely had our share of big hair. It looked more like Tammy Wynette oh, or no. Dolly Parton. It was awesome. Did and, you crimp? Uh, I did crimp. I actually got an award in fifth grade for having best hair. I had a crimped fucking perm. Beat that. 
Okay, how did you drive your car? Well, no, how did the boys in your neighborhood drive your car? Drive their cars? Um, really slow. Oh no, you had leaning to, do, to the side. Okay, you got to do lean back one arm, the steering wheel oh, yeah. under your wrist. Yeah, uh-huh. with a and bumping music. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So a good pizza where I'm from and bagels. You know, that's a good segue to what I wanted to talk about next is because there's a pizzeria in my town. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you where I'm from. It's Hazelhurst, Georgia. Where? Shout Hazelhurst, out to Georgia. Hazelhurst, Georgia. Yeah, I always have to say it twice because people are like, what did you say? Hazelhurst, um, that's where I grew up most of my childhood. And it's full of tobacco fields and farmers. And uh, there's a pizzeria that everyone goes to. It's the main restaurant in town called Village Pizza. And last night... Rachel and I started watching, and Ayla, actually our nine-year-old friend Ayla, she came over for the Fatsa Maroni, and um, we started watching Northern Exposure, and I know that I'd seen some episodes whenever I was younger. I only remembered the moose walking through the town. The moose especially. And Ed. I think I had a crush on Ed. It's funny, so I was thinking about this today, that I listened to a lot of podcasts where they talk about current shows, Mm -hmm. and they recap them. There's ones on, like all the Bravo shows. So like, let's go back in time and do Northern Exposure. And you, there is so much learning in Northern Exposure. It's the best show ever. I'm learning so much about relating already. And I need that help, Rachel. You and me both. Yeah. I'm 41 and I'm like, what is relationships? I'm an age <laughs> that I don't really know. <laughs> but it's a cool one. Um, now relationships, they are, ugh. That's my word. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing about Northern Exposure that happened last night, I think, was the exchange between the new doctor and the witch doctor, or I guess Mm. medicine man. Um, Can we go back for a moment about, because not everybody has watched Northern Exposure. What? Okay. So I don't know if they know what it's about. All right. You have a really great synopsis of this. Okay. So Northern Exposure. I can't sing it. (laughs) You got it queued up over there? So Okay, wait, let's just have a little moment okay. so we can really... Take a breath. <laughs> Imagine so, a moose walking through town. And I think this show was in like 1990. That's a really good question. I'm not sure, but yes. There were no cell phones. I yes. had a cell phone in the 90s. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm from Jersey, bitches. We had cell phones. Well, it's a really cozy show. It is. So there's a doctor named Joel Fleischman. Mm-hmm. So Joel Fleischman is from New York. Wealthy. I'm assuming, well, he's from, no, not that wealthy. He's from Flushing. So he's from Queens. And he wants to be a doctor. And he had to get his... Uh, his education paid for, so he right. wasn't wealthy. So he yet. wasn't as wealthy as I in my head. And he loves bagels. <laughs> Who doesn't from New York and New Jersey? So Joel Fleischman um, was able to hook up with a hospital in Anchorage, Alaska that was going to pay for his college, or I'm sorry, his med school, like $120,000. I'm sure it's like triple that now. But in order for him... To not have to pay it back, he was going to have to work at a hospital in Anchorage, Alaska for like four to five years. So here goes Joel Fleischman from New York, flying over. He likes to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. I would kill a Joel Fleischman if he sat next to me on a plane. Have you met me? I am him. I talk to all strangers. Uh, not on a plane. <laughs> you don't talk to someone on a plane. You're stuck. If the headphones are 
<laughs> I'm, it's really funny because most of my friends talk to everybody, and I'm I in do. the back like, shut up. Yeah, but I, I kind of love it, but then I have this. I wouldn't do it. So Anchorage is a big place, and he expects that he will be te- he will be teaching. That's what I do. He will be doctoring at a big hospital, but when he gets there, they don't need him. Oh, yes. I hear a kid. You hear the kid? There's a kid in the background. I like hearing kids in the background. Yes, we're happy. used to it. So he gets to Anchorage after a long plane ride, and he comes to find out they don't need him. But, so he gets excited. He gets to go home to his fiance, who's in law school, I believe. But nope, he does not get to go home. He gets to go to Sicily. Sicily, Alaska. Not <laughs> Sicily that you might be thinking of. He's, Alaska. He's in the middle of nowhere. And he is totally scandalized um, by everyone and everything there. He uh, doesn't understand nature. He's only seen animals on uh, the Discovery Channel. He also doesn't quite get that it's not New York and you can't just scream things out and no one will pay attention. (laughs) He goes into a bar to start screaming about all the rednecks in town. In New York, you can do that and no one really would hear you. Yes, but I, coming from a place... A lot like Sicily, actually, understand that nothing goes unnoticed in a small town. And um, and I actually, I have a friend who worked on, uh, who was in the cast of Heart of Dixie. So I watched Heart of Dixie all the way through. And um, if you've never seen Heart of Dixie, it's like a southern version of Northern Exposure. Without the awesome khaki pants. If oh my you God, will only watch pants. Northern Exposure for the fashion. <laughs> I feel that Joel Fleischman is a lot like Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally. He reminds me a lot of that. They're the same person. That moment. I believe they are too. So Rachel and I have already learned a lot from Where Are We? Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Have we passed through the third episode? We're on episode 3. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. lots has happened. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's happened. And there's a lot of... So besides the fact... So Joel Fleischman is now in this small town. You know, think small town. When you think of a small town, what do you think of? Me. Well, okay. But you always think you're I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Um, what, what kind of characters live in a small town? Just They all have quirks and big personalities yeah, in different it, ways. It's nice. I, and you get to know the people that you at first hate. And then you're like, eh, they're not so bad. They're kind of lovable, actually. And I feel that every single character in there is lovable in some way. And I know that SJ loves John Corbett. He happens to be on the show. He is one of my least favorite actors. I'm kind of liking him in the beginning. Fascinating. Oh, I hate John Corbett. I hate really? Him. On Sex and the City, I wanted to throw him out the window Love every time I saw him. Love him. He's, he's adorable to me. And he plays the Chris in the morning. Chris the guy in the on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I really like Ed. Ed. Ed is awesome. So there's this guy named Maurice. They call, I was going to, what's that song? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Maurice kind of, he's not the mayor, but he came and bought all this land. And he used to be, I was going to say a superintendent, but that's not right. He was an uh, astronaut. Co- yeah, astronaut. I couldn't get the word. I like to make up words for things. And I don't <laughs> remember like paper towel. No, yoga mat often becomes paper towel. <laughs> This is why Rachel works with kids. They like that sort of thing. It usually happens more with adults, but yeah. <laughs> or I don't notice it with the kids. So he was notice. an astronaut and he's very bossy. And the first, when you first see his place, he is about a million guns and animal heads on his wall. And at one point, I think it might have been episode two. I would love to, I think I need to go back and rewatch them so I can really take apart each episode. But um, 
Maurice needs to have a meeting with Dr. Fleischman. So he sends Ed to pick up Dr. Joel Fleischman at work and um, takes him to this meeting. Well, I think of a meeting, I think of a room at least, or chairs. (laughs) Nope. Ed rows him out to the middle of a lake, and there's Maurice just in the middle of the lake with his dog. Shotgun. And dog. Yeah, and then he proceeds to threaten Joel, who cannot leave. So, yes, eventually we find out that Joel can indeed not leave. So he is there, and um, already into just three episodes, he started to care. You know, so many of these stories are about people who only care about themselves, and then they learn to care about others. And um, I thought I might talk a little bit about that, because that was discussed earlier today, of kind of being caught in our own stories. Um, I know I'm on a spiritual path. Rachel, you seem like you're on a spiritual path over yonder in that chair. I sometimes wander in different directions, yeah, but just, I'm trying. Yeah. I get lost a lot. Yes. Um, so today there was a discussion uh, about, you know, finding out who you are, realizing that maybe you don't know who you are apart from others. There was a point last year where I realized, I actually asked myself, well, who am I? And I couldn't come up with anything that wasn't in relation to other people like a teacher a nanny um, I think we're also growing up you know you talked about like what are you doing in school or like what is your yes. job going to be what do you want to be what do, so you there do? Was, what do you do who That's are you who with you are. and yeah. do you play sports you're always judged or there's always something about the outside and not so much about what are you thinking what are you feeling or what are your beliefs I think we all we're so much more talked about the the focus is on the outside yeah, like what Another. is my what is my relationship with existence? And I know this is like this kind of turned a sharp corner from um, northern exposure to what is life. <laughs> and I think in a moment it'll switch back to how we got about all of this, which is turning tar- turning corners is a big thing, a theme that will come up a lot. Oh yes, actually, we, should we go backtrack and for um, a second? Well, um, I or think forward track. I think that it actually is a perfect place to insert why we are thinking our name will be something around ditch bitches. Um, would you, maybe I should start since I was driving. You start you? and then I will give my part of the story. Okay. So, uh, on mother's day, which was a little over, let's see a month and a half ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what even is this a month ago? Something like that. So, Mother's Day happens to be my mom's birthday this year, or it was, and uh, she passed away a couple years ago. And my Uh, mom passed away a couple years ago mm -hmm. as well. And um, so Mother's Day has always been a challenge for me uh, for lots of reasons, and I know the same with Ray. And so we actually made a plan to hang out together that day with a person who we both sometimes call mommy. She's a wonderful lady that that mothers us and we were going to have a picnic with her and some other ladies. And, um, well, you know how to make God laugh is tell them your plans, right? So we, uh, were on our way to mommy's house and I feel like I should be background music. I know. <laughs> and I decided <laughs> I, I needed to pick her some flowers in a ditch. So I turned, uh, right onto a road that was near her left turn. I could literally see it. Um, uh, I might even throw a rock and hit it sign if I was, accurate but we turned onto the I road mean, if you could throw you could i, I can throw you've never seen me throw i'm We've so good never played catch look at look at these muscles look at these muscles <laughs> um and, and no one else could see them so we exactly, might be like yeah. the most people in the world 
trust us, we're swole. Okay, so we, we went down this little road and I picked the flowers, Ray stayed in the car, and then I turned the car around and I decided to text someone. So I stopped on the side there. There was no, it was a really tiny road. And so uh, I finished doing what I was doing. I put the phone down, put both hands on the wheel, I swear to God. And then we started to go. You were watching me. And on the left side of the road, there's an easement. On the right side of the road, there is not. And the right wheel, the right front front tire just went straight into the ditch. And we went sideways, ass up on the left. And we looked at each other in slow motion with our eyes wide. And we were stuck. And it felt like we were going to continue turning over. So my first thought when we were falling in a ditch, I guess... Was that SJ was playing a joke on me, and I don't know what the joke could be because how do you come back from falling in a ditch? But that was my first thought. They went very quickly. My second thought, I really decided that the world ended and there was nothing below us anymore. And that's a really weird feeling. Mm. Then I just thought we were going to die. That was actually my first thought. Is my first thought was about you, and I thought I'm killing my friend. Wait, I'm going to die too. <laughs> And, uh, and so we, we ended up just kind of sticking there and we couldn't decide whether to call mommy or 911. Rachel said, I think maybe 911. So we were on the phone with 911. There was this man who had pulled who over. wanted us dead. He, I think he wanted us alive actually. Eventually. Yes. But his first <laughs> thought was dead. And then he met us and decided we should live. So he extended his hand. I said, I've seen the movies. I know what happens when right, I get up. Right, he's going to kill us. It flips over and Rachel dies. But or we get out of the car and then he kills us. <laughs> Rachel had opinions about this guy. He was a very nice guy named he, Butch. I don't know. He stuck his head in the car. That's what I my memory all the way in and told me to get out. Well, so and I, I saw the movie Get Out. I you thought know? maybe Rachel needs to crawl over me. Um, but you know what? He said this car is not going anywhere. And something in his tone was so sure we decided to trust him. And we both climbed out of the car and we're alive. Obvi. And so, um, and so the car proceeded to stay ass up for three hours in the on position. It's a Prius. So I didn't know that for a while. And, um, we actually had quite a gathering that day. Oh, it was so, I mean, okay. It was I the realized, best mother's day I've ever had. It was, I realized later that I was in shock for a while longer because it, it took me a, a while to really feel like I really thought I was going to die and it was weird. Um, and being, and I like to have a little bit of control. Just you a think? Tiny, just a tiny <laughs> bit. I'm really laid back most of the time. She's not laid back. Okay, whatever. <laughs> as long as you follow my rules, I'm really laid back. <laughs> and my rules are right. So Here's the script. Follow. There we go. Um, but all these people we knew. And didn't know. And didn't know. And let me tell you, throw a car in a ditch oh and have God. guys drive by. All they want to do is figure out how to get the thing out of the ditch. They were like, they were begging to let them get it out of the ditch. But you know what? When we finally got that AAA guy, what was his name? He was incredible. Well, he was Maurice's worker. He was a Maurice again? He was a different Maurice. All right. He was Maurice, the tow truck driver that I met on Bumble. Dang, I got a theme. Uh, <clears throat> okay. The, <laughs> I will say that Ray got along very well with the cop who stayed there with Stop. us the whole, almost the whole time. Okay, I was talking to the cop because... <laughs> he was cute. No. Not my type. He was cute-ish. He was my type-ish, but not really. <laughs> no, I was talking to the guy because he knew my friend, and he was sitting there. And because I also was trying to get... I really wanted to see if I can get him to look up other people's um, background checks. But I guess you need to... 
but I think was, that could be illegal. I don't know. He Snapchatted the the um the friend. No, he Snapchatted your car. All right. Well, that says. So I wasn't flirting. She wasn't not flirting. I'm just friendly. <laughs> okay, so um, when the AAA guy finally came, he did some serious geometry. I don't know what the math is, but he was definitely working some angles, and he pulled it out. My car does not have a freaking scratch on it. It's a miracle from God. And the point is, is that Rachel and I, I know that I had an awakening that day. Oh, absolutely. Because I really thought, that. well, this is it. And... You know what? I My New Year's resolution was to give less fucks. And in that moment, several fucks flew out the window. They sure did. It's really hard to give less fucks. Because I cannot with those fucks. You know what I'm saying? I cannot carry those burdens anymore. So there was a certain amount of enlightenment that happened that day. I think enlightenment is when any burden gets the hell off of you. And so I realized life is too short to take much more bullshit um, then you have to take. And we literally, it took both of us literally falling into a ditch, hitting whatever we hit, and having that that moment. But it doesn't have to be that. There's other ways to find that moment of yeah. your your own ditch. It doesn't have to be an actual ditch. Because I also hit my head against a brick wall by accident. So <laughs> yeah, you had quite like, a week uh, or a couple weeks there. I did. Yeah, including, do you want me to tell them about <laughs> Didn't you fall down? I fell down downtown. <laughs> and I heard, my finger's still fucked up. Uh, no, the worst was definitely hitting my face against a brick wall. Yeah, and she had a, quite a few uh, marks on her face. They're all gone now. They you look are. great. You, you look awesome. Yeah, so there's, a, there's you know, definitely phases of awakening that's been happening, at least for me, the past, uh, like, especially six and a half years, and even more this past year and a half, where I have actually felt that I had an identity apart from the people I was working for, the people I was raising, the people, my family of origin, the people I was dating, especially for me, that's where my, um, my isms really come out is, you know, when in romantic relationships where, um, you know, my saved up crazy seems to boing right out. And, um, and I, that's where I realize I have the most, uh, the script's kind of like the freaking Ten Commandments, you know, etched in in stone. And if it's not this certain way, then there's going to be a problem. And so it's it's really nice because I just took a trip with my family. And, you know, they say, if you think you're spiritually enlightened, go ahead and spend a week with your family. Check that out. Um, yeah, I realized no. So um, I let my parents off the hook in, in a sort of way. And when I did that, it kind of unhooked everybody else in my life. And then there was, I was like, oh, I started coming into focus a little bit more. And um, earlier today, we were talking about the difference between surviving or existing and, and living. And I realized, too, that I, for so many years, just survived. Um, I'll just put it out there because like everyone, a lot of people already know, so it's, it'll yeah. come up a lot. I lived with a, an addict for years and years and years. I also had severe endometriosis, or still do, which we can, I th- I'm sure will come up in topics. We both have some health stuff. But I I knew how to survive. I kept up a, a wall, and I had my job. I had this, and I hid from people. And um, it took me years after getting out of the relationship to, to actually want to try and have a relationship again. And I'm realizing how hard it is, and I'm, I suck at it. Um, and I had, you know, I'm, I'm not one to go and like date a bunch of people because I just, I can't stand a first date. Mm-hmm. I'd ra- I just want someone to appear and like hang out when I want them to. Um, <laughs> Magic. Again, laid back. <laughs> just 
do it my way. So I'm very new to having a to trying to have a relationship, and um, it's been hard. I've been talking to someone for over a year now. God, we suck at it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking today about the guy I most recently dated about our first date and about how nervous we both were, and um, and just how you know just this blur of nervousness, excitement, um, which kind of kind of take place they feel similar, you know, nervousness and excitement. And, and then just like this buzz of honestly expectation. And it's so hard to actually get to know who a person is because I know what I'm looking for. And I really want, um, I really want to see that. And if I don't, then, I mean, I just kind of put my blinders up and, and it's really like, I'm taking some space right now from, from relating. And it's, uh, it's really eye opening because whenever I don't have someone to push against, I uh, I have to look in the mirror, and it's just like any Ugh. hero's journey. You know, I think of the never ending story. If you've never seen that, that's your assignment. Never thought. Never ending story. I'm not gonna say it. No. All right, stop. Um, so he he looks into a mirror at some point, and in the story, most people run away screaming because they see themselves and. And I feel that there are so many things that I know I do all day long to just not be with myself. And um, I make myself look in the mirror every day and say a kind of thought to myself. Oh, my God, I do, too. So I was going to say one thing you said about first date being nervous. And I, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also ADHD in it, but a little on edge a lot. <laughs> and I get real twitchy. Um, maybe I look like a meth head sometimes. I, don't know. I shouldn't say that. You look that a little cokey. Well, that was years ago. Um, <laughs> But my first date with the person I'm still talking to, I didn't want to go on the first date because, I don't know, I, didn't, I wanted to cancel because that's what I did. I did too. And then I was, so I was on the phone because I, I was about to leave and my friend said, is he late or is he Rachel late? Rachel late meaning he's not on time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 10 minutes early to everything. And he walked up and get, and as soon as he like was in my presence, I felt safe and at home. I had, there was like this whoosh over me mm-hmm. and that happens every time I'm around him, which again does not happen often around people. But as soon as I see him, I'm relaxed and I feel at home. And that's a feeling that I haven't had for a long time. That's nice. Does it happen outside of that? No. Cause I don't get to see him often as often as I'd like. Well, I kind of, is. well, anyway. And, um, I like to do things to try and sabotage the whole thing anyway, like sending a 3,000 text in the middle of the night that had to get out of my head that are so fucking important. And then I delete them as I text them, because who doesn't? Me. Um, whatever. You do. But, you know. but then, so then I make up this story about what they could have been, because I'm not exactly sure what I text, because it's like in this, it's really like I'm like I'm high and I can't stop myself. Totally. So I text these things and I'm like, erasing them because then it didn't happen and then I'm like oh my god I finally did it. he's not going to talk to me or then I start the apology train or I try and do something funny mm-hmm. like um like a smoke someone, screen yeah like someone took over my body and texted or like I was I don't know it's so dumb I've gotten better I'm working on it mm-hmm. it's hard to face our own isms it is yes and I, I think that that's that's where I am today is I'm like all right you know I got a lot of stuff here. Um, I like to take other people's inventories a bunch and yeah, see too. where they can do some improving. And it, it sure does distract me from my own self. And, and, you know, I think that I'm giving myself a little bit of grace today uh, because it turns out that being human is okay. I think Newsflash. We, what? <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> I think we need to go back because there was a thing about relationships that somebody says, and I think it's the character I hate, um, says something about relationships that was like, oh my God. What, in Northern Exposure? Yeah, but I don't remember what he said or who it was, so it's really a great moment on the podcast. <laughs> you mean the, the Chris in the Morning guy? Yes, when they were by the beach. Didn't he say something about relationships? I just found her in, the, I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, because jo- Dr. Fleischman says, uh, where'd you find her? And he said she was just walking in the woods. And um, I think that if, if, if you got what I got from it, it means, uh, guess what, you don't have to fucking force it you can just bump into someone maybe there's that but then there's also something even more profound i have to go back and watch all right we'll do it i will take do that on your own time though because i'm ready for episode four i will go back i have them on my house i have them on my house i have them on my house stay in my house (laughs) (laughs) i control the watching speaking of your house yeah uh, i was thinking of your house last night when i went back to my house so rachel is a minimalist she has Almost nothing in her okay, house. Okay, but let me go back for a minute. This was I wasn't a minimalist by choice originally. But what about today? Because you could buy a bunch of crap, but oh, you no, still live so beautifully. Thank you. One of it's because I hate to spend money on shit like that on myself because I think it's dumb. I wish I hated that. Um, well, I like to buy other things, but not like stuff for my house. All of, I used to have a ton of stuff, and then my ex is an addict. Stole it. I mean, sold it. Most of it. And when I left the first time, I didn't leave thinking... I and mean, this is not a really an exciting story. I didn't leave thinking I'd be gone forever. So I just took a couple of things. But there's something about having almost nothing, mm. like furniture-wise. My favorite thing in my house is I bought this $10 ginormous window from Habitat. This old-fashioned window that sits in my living room. And I put little candles in front and now flowers. And there's some things hanging from it. And that's my favorite thing I have. It's It's so nice. When I walk in your house, there's so much space. It makes me think I could... First of all, the acoustics are awesome, so I'm going to need to record something in there. Um, and there's space for dancing, which Rachel does a lot of the times impromptu. Uh, oh, I did a really good dance last, last night. Last night, you were killing it, dude. Like There was this like wiggly knee thing you were doing. and It needs a name. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Stanky Leg is already taken. It's not Stanky so... Leg, because that's the one like farty thing. <laughs> Here we are, back to farts. We, we always go back. Every, every road leads back to farts. <clears throat> But um, my house, it's uh, people go into it and uh, it's like it's a single bedroom house. It actually has a little bonus room. Um, it's a standalone structure. It's very small. And the whole bottom floor is storage for my landlady and me. And the top floor is my house and um, and it has windows on all sides. And it's really beautiful. And there's a lot of animal furs in there. By the way, Rachel is vegan. And... <laughs> And so our houses are very different. You know, oh. I've got freaking pelts everywhere. and um, I don't mind pelts. Oh, great. I just, I, I'm not vegan because I'm like vegan. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah. I don't like I She like eats birds. vegan. I do. You I are not vegan. vegan. I'm not vegan. That's right. I forgot the way you word that. And so, but there's all this stuff. There's kind of some fluff around my house, a little bit of padding. And I've noticed, you know, I was married at one point and, and I lived in a house with 12 rooms. And um, <clears throat> whenever I had my divorce sale... It was pretty, it was so epic. It was unbelievable. Um, and I went from, you know, having all that stuff to almost no stuff. And, and I feel like as I get more comfortable being a person in the world, um, there's just less and less stuff around me. And I thought last night, Hmm, it'd be nice to take a whole load of shit out of here. And, uh, I wonder if you would help me with that. I will. But if you looked in my closet ever, I would like to, I kind of was like, so I have this very minimalist looking area. Also, 
because I don't know what I want to do with this stuff. So the other reason I'm a minimalist is because if you've ever been shopping with me, I have this idea of what I want. A, it doesn't exist in the world. (laughs) No one gets it. B, I can't make a decision, so I usually leave with nothing or crying or a little temper tantrum and throwing things. Um, So I just get nothing. But I also now like it. But my closet, I, what I do is with this stuff I don't know what to do with, I just take it and throw it. So my closet floor <laughs> looks like a bomb went off. <laughs> if you look in any of the drawers in my dresser, in the, what do you call that thing? In my dresser, it's all just thrown in there. So it's, it is, you know. And see, I'm very neat. Like all my clothes are in stacks. I swear to God, my washcloths are in rainbow fucking order. Like, now I'll go through an, like a moment where everything has to be alphabetized and turned yeah. a certain way. <laughs> but then it gets to like, so Rachel and I are this, we're this little, sweet little neurotic couple. Have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> we like things a certain way. Like, uh, I, I had a, a run in with one of my family members and, and he, he announced that I had to, that I was a control freak and had to have things a certain way. And I was like, that didn't even offend me because I, <laughs> cause I know. And, um, and that's actually what has really propelled my spiritual path is seeing that I really have this. Um, like one of my teachers says that, uh, and I was pissed when they said this, but uh, that I'm not really into life on life's terms. I like life on SJ's terms. And when life on life's terms happens, then I get really irritated. And, um, you know, I teach yoga a lot. And the, the thing that I say a lot is, you know, the root of all suffering is that we want it different. And so I, I have found that my relationship with life is wanting it different most of the time. And whenever I can really let go of how I think it should look, then I get like this sense of wonder that maybe children of who weren't raised in addictive homes, uh, who didn't have trauma, who weren't abandoned, like maybe they experienced that early in their lives. And so I'm definitely a child of trauma. My birth mother left me whenever I was, um, really small. She came, she left, she came, she left. So there was like, there wasn't even a clean break, you know? And, um, and then my father left me with, he has 13 brothers and sisters, so I was left with <clears throat> with them to kind of go between them. So there was many levels of freaking out and abandonment when I was little, and then and then he got married to an addict, and, um, and so that, that started this whole, you know, knowing how to survive, but not understanding what, what living was. And so I just want to say that it's never too late and I'm actually not even feeling sorry for myself today because that's another place that I tend to go is self-pity, you know, when I realize this, but today I'm like, Oh shit, I get a chance to like have wonder and feel love. Like my friends are the bomb. And I see it in kids all the time. I get to work with kids when they have these moments that's, and they're just like, Woo-hoo. and when that. I'm with kids, I can be that way. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to take that moment where I can just jump around like a frog and not give a shit that I'm being a frog. <laughs> If I'm in a room full of adults and someone said, go be a frog, I'm like, fuck you, don't tell me to be a frog. <laughs> so, but I'm trying to learn how to take those, those moments. Cause I, I am quick to rage. I have a little anger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my Jersey. I think a lot of it. And I also had, I mean, I had a great family. I, there was depression in my family, um, but my parents are like, my mom died on my parents' 50th anniversary. I mean, there was so much love in that house, but I still have shit. Um, I wanted them not to be happy. So I think I was kind of born this way. Isn't there a song about that? Um, so, um, but yeah, I get angry real quick. And I and little things are what sets me off. So like the car, yes, I was in shock, but I was pretty quiet when we mm-hmm. went to a ditch. Same. Um, the grocery store was out of something I liked, and I had a serious temper tantrum on the floor and cried. 
I was in a bad place at the time. It wasn't like yesterday. But things like that, I always think I lose my keys. I go to extreme, this panic or ragey feeling. And I don't know where I'm going with this. But when I see kids and I just this moment of like they see beauty in everything mm-hmm. and they have joy and they just do their thing. And it's also nice. Yeah. So Rachel and I, as I mentioned before, have both worked with kids a long time. I mean, I've, I mean, whenever my brother who's four years younger than me was born, like I just started raising us both up. Like I became an adult in my tiny kid mind. Um, from a very young age. And so I kind of feel like I've done this life backwards, but I have spent most of my life around children and the permission I get to enjoy life um, is is so, oh my God, such a relief. And to see them have like a temper tantrum in the grocery store and not have shame. You know, like I'm pissed. I'm about to bang my fist on the floor. How about it? And And it's, you know, I'm starting to give myself that same permission, even though I'm, I feel like a grown ass child sometimes um it's it's actually sweet to realize hey if I'm still alive I'm still doing the school of life thing so um you know what I might have to have a little bit of a hissy fit and you know yesterday a couple days ago I did something I'm not sure if it was the right or the wrong thing to do but I know that um I feel like the universe is kind of like the the tom tom what's it called the the tom 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 was a (laughs) character from um (laughs) No. 13 going on 30. If you have not seen 13 going on 30, I could also recap that for you. Great movie. Okay, I'll see that. But no, what's the thing where it's telling you where to go? Um, <laughs> the GPS. Ways? Thank you. The GPS. Can, before I you feel tell the like, story, can I say something real quick? Sure. My ways voice is a boy band. What does that mean? Wait, hold please. So I feel like the universe is... Like the GPS, like if I make a freaking quote wrong turn, it's going to just redirect a bitch, you know? I think it's just not that serious. Okay, so imagine, make it less serious. So imagine (laughs) that in the voice of a boy band. I can't do a boy band voice. Uh, I could, but I don't think I'm going to. So if you're going to turn left, turn left. I can't do it. So it sings it? In a boy bandy way. <laughs> with a little bit of a British sound to it. Okay, that's of. actually helpful to me. So I'm going to imagine that my de- redirecting or whatever God is or the universe, it's got a boy band voice. It's got to be JT though. Oh no, this is totally not JT. Is it the beeps? No. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, I could find it and play no. it for you, but it's, no, I'll play it one day. Um, it's not a great voice, but it's just funny. And every time it scares me when I first hear it, I'm like, who the fuck is talking to me? Rachel scares really easily. She was literally expecting me. I told her exactly. I was following my Tom Tom all the way to her house from the boonies where I taught a voice lesson. And she was expecting me. And I said, hi, Ray, in a very soft voice from her porch. And she's like, ah! Okay, but li- those are the little things, but I'm not really scared. <laughs> if I'm scared, you're not going to hear a peep out of me. I'm going to be dead silent. I just get a little dramatic so i think for me the theme of this little talk that we've done today is a little bit it's okay to not know who the hell you are and you know what here's what i say you mentioned you talk to yourself in the mirror here's what i say to myself every day i got this from louise hay here's what i say listen up sj i love you i really really love you and then recently i've thrown in a wink Oh, I like the wink. <laughs> I like the wink. Thank I you. also have added to that saying a little nice thought to my crystals and carrying them with me in the morning. 
Okay, so we'll talk about that. Whenever Rachel and I first started hanging out, I knew that she was going to be my friend because we went on a a first friend date, and um, (laughs) the first one of the first things I said, (laughs) I just got my new manifestation crystal set. I'm a little white girl sometimes. Um, yes, I am. I just got my new manifestation crystal set. I'm very excited about it. And she pulls it out of her purse and she has crystals. She doesn't just say, you know, stones or rocks. She calls them crystals. They're crystals. <laughs> They're shiny. And so for fun, Rachel and I actually go crystal shopping sometimes. Mm-hmm. We went to a big thing. Yeah, at the classic really center helpful. here. So in, in the morning too, besides looking in the mirror, one thing I've started to do is I have one crystal. Actually, I didn't do it today. Damn it! There's um, still time. But I was. I I say my kind thoughts and about what I want in the future. So now I just future bounded it. Sorry about that. To my crystals, and then I take the one I always carry with me because that has something to do with this boy relationship thing I'm in whatever and I'm trying to so either if I don't text him so much or if I'm waiting or figuring stuff out that keeps me grounded in a little bit and then I put my other crystals in a pile and I put my hand over it this sounds ridiculous you should see the thing that she's doing right now and I put my hand like it's a magic wand and then my hand will drop when it's ready and pick up the crystal I need for the day and the day that we got in the accident I had a a crystal that's supposed to help you was it tiger's eye yes yeah help you with what falling in a ditch yes it helps you not fall so hard it helps you bounce back from your ditch bitch wow okay well that's very helpful so anything else you would like to share today no yeah Um, you're awesome i think you're awesome too yeah so this is our very first podcast uh very first episode of our very first podcast episode one of infinity um yeah so it's gonna go on forever clearly Um, i I have nothing to say so this might be our last one we're obviously have nothing to talk about ever yeah rachel and i talk all day long we could talk or not talk all day long um and so we really appreciate your you listening and um tune in for more nonsense later on bye deuces peace out